Picks and Bets, presented by PrizePix, here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to take you through April 20th, NHL betting action. Uh, fantasy, betting, everything, we got it here. DJ, how you doing, my man? Doing good. We got fantasy betting, are you sure? Fantasy betting. I'm the maybe. fantasy right. hockey picks and bet show brought to you by Prize Picks, and they're saying there might be betting involved. All right. Blow and my fantasy mind. betting and fantasy. Blow, blow yeah. my mind, will you? So, yeah, no, this is exciting. We have eight games, uh, seven for the main DFS slate. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. I think that uh, there could be some edges to get in on. I, I, I really think that the, the uh, DraftKings FanDuel slate is really where the, the most fun is going to be because there's so many value options that you can kind of fit in everything. But there's some props we'll get to and some and some interesting news and notes um, since the last time out. So, Matt, how are you doing? Um, what, what are you thinking? Started off here. I mean, I'm doing well. Um, Monday nights left a little bit to be desired. Um, not my best showing, not Connor McDavid's best showing, uh, certainly either. So, um, you know, Monday was a bit upsetting, but I had a good weekend, you know, back at the grind on Monday and Tuesday, just looking for more of the same. Um so before we get into the uh, slate, the, the games ahead of us, I do want to mention Prize Fix. Uh, as longtime listeners of the show, do you know they're the title sponsor of the show? And we would love for you to go check them out. Um, PrizePicks.com and use promo code MMN, the Mayo Media Network, when you sign up. Um, and, and really, the reason we want you to sign up is because it's really fun. <laughs> um, you know, you pick up to five uh, you know, player props, the over or under on each of those players. And if you get it right, you can win up to 10 extra money. Um, it's really simple. You're not playing against the computer generated algorithms of the DFS sharks. You're just playing against the number. And that's what I really find appealing about it. Um, so for hockey, as a reminder, you get three points for a goal, two points for an assist and a half point for a block shot and a shot on goal. Um, so what you're really looking for is you're looking for the rate shooters and you're looking for teams who players on teams who you think are going to score a lot of goals. Um, so really that's as simple as it gets. Feel free to check out the uh, Mayo media network, Twitter. If you want our specific thoughts on the prize picks NHL Tuesday uh, action, we will get that up there as soon as we are able to. So uh, yeah, with all that said, uh, be sure to use promo code MMN when you sign up at prizepicks.com and let's get into things. So DJ, I know this is a special week for most of us because, you know, we talk about betting. We talk about DFS on this show. We kind of let Meany and the boys cover the, the seasonal aspect of it because, you know, honestly, the season long, it's just below us. You know, that, that's really all we can say. Like, it's, it's just simply below our pay grade. Um, but this, this, is, yeah. this is playoff season. Like, we're in the seasonal playoffs. Um, DJ, I know we're in a dynasty league together. Uh, not with the same team, but we compete against one another. Yep. Um, we're just, we're in leagues everywhere. We just don't really talk about them as much as, you know, me and them do. Um, but, you know, this is where the rubber hits the road. So I do think this is a great spot to sort of start talking about, um, you know, add drops, the sort of players that you think uh, could take you to your next round in the playoffs. So uh, let's talk about a couple of those guys before we go game by game here. So who on Tuesday do you think sort of fits that mold? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the easiest way of doing it, especially if you play DFS, is just to think about the guys that you're considering putting in your lineups every night at this point and the guys that you're finding that you're thinking like, wow, this seems like a really good, cheaper option. Maybe I should consider picking him up. It uh, kind of seems to be pretty easy. So, um, you know, if you're looking at just the guys on Tuesday slate, there's kind of two that jump out. 
Um, if you could still get Nikita Gusev in the league, which I think he's decently um, getting picked up at this point by a lot of people because he's playing with Barkov and on the first power play. But I give it a quick look, especially if you're not in a super high stakes league or um, like we mentioned, we're in a dynasty league. So a lot of these guys are you know, pretty big rosters, um, stuff like that. But Gusev, um, Jimmy Vesey was the other one I wanted to talk about, especially with Pedersen. We don't really know what's going on with him. He actually played 22 minutes on the first line and first power play. Minimum salary on DraftKings on Tuesday as well. Um, like I mentioned, he's not the best trade shooter, but if you're playing 22 minutes with Miller and Besser, you could definitely hit a smash tonight with multiple points, and that's going to be just as valuable in any fantasy league in the playoffs. Uh, Matt, anyone that you wanted to highlight? Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, if you can find these big-name players on the waiver wire for whatever reason, you probably do want to take a crack at them. But if you're looking for guys specific to Tuesday night who, you know, could be – you know, should be owned or available in most of these leagues. Um, one guy who stands out to me is uh, Sharon Govich. Uh, DJ, I won't ask you to pronounce that. Um, on New Jersey, he's he's playing with Jack Hughes, though, on the, I would call it the top line and the top power play. Um, seeing a lot of run, he's, you know, generating a lot of shot attempts. So I think he's the sort of guy who can fill multiple categories for you. And, you know, if he's out there, I think you are certainly able to take a look at him. Um, and then a defenseman who honestly he's on, he's more, I should say he's more unowned. I don't even know how to, he's less owned than I would expect. Uh, Jacob Slavin, like, I mean, he's playing all the minutes right now for Carolina. He's shooting a ton. And of course he's out there, you know, empty net situations, power play, penalty kill. Like he does it all right now and he's shooting a ton. So um, Jacob Slavin's a guy who I think is also, you know, pretty out there. So I don't know, DJ, if you had anyone else or if you want to get into things, but. Um, I mean, I think it was going to kind of be the, the segue into the first game, but Buffalo is pretty much exclusively riding Dustin Tukarski right now um, for the reason of they have no other goalie and shocks the world and actually has been really good so he had like a 922 save percentage and buffalo won a couple games over the past week um i wore my sam reinhardt jersey because sam reinhardt decided to just destroy on on sunday um but dustin takarski if you're looking for a guy that if your goalies are weak or if you just want to pick up one more guy to give you a chance that's going to get a ton of starts in the playoffs you know i think there's it's not not going to be many goalies that are going to see the start upside at Dustin Tukarski. So with that being said, we don't know if he's going to start yet on this uh, Tuesday slate, but we'll get right into it. Buffalo, the heavy underdog at home against the Boston Bruins, uh, Boston, a minus two eighty six, while Buffalo is a plus two thirty five. Um, obviously the, the big news, Buffalo has looked pretty good as of late to, I would say like at least NHL quality as compared to before when they were an absolute burning pile of dumpster. Um, just multiple dumpsters all on fire at once is what I was going with. Um, and this matchup though, still is pretty bad because Boston's also looked quite a bit better and Boston, you know, kind of trying to cement that last playoff spot in the uh, East. So just as a overarching view, what are your thoughts on this game in general? And I mean, the five and a half over under, where, where are you standing right now? Yeah. I mean, I, I get that Boston is sort of rounding in the form and they, they sort of, you know, beat up on Washington on Sunday. Um, but frankly, I just don't really think the Sabres should be plus 235 at home the way they're playing. And, you know, Tokarski does scare me because, of course, he, it's freaking Dustin Tokarski. Um, but honestly, the Sabres look really good. Uh, what are they? They're 6-5-2 and two under uh, Granado. Like they're an actual NHL team, like you said. So um, 
that to me says value. I don't know if I'm willing to, you know, like lay my hard earned dollars on the Sabres, but I'm certainly not willing to lay them at minus 285 on Boston. Um, so the, the sides I think are stay away. And as far as the over-under is concerned, I do think I am leaning toward the over, um, but nothing incredibly strong there. This does feel like a, uh, you know, Taylor Hall type explosion night, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. you know, cause, cause Hall's looked really good in, in Boston. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, he looked good in Buffalo for a while too, and just wasn't getting results. Um, but the results are there. So I don't know if I'm willing to lay the plus 175 goal scoring odds, but um, the shot props, uh, I know something that Meany talked about because I think he had the Boston slates uh, last week was, you know, Taylor Hall has been getting there, you know, it, when he's been on the ice, he's been shooting. Um, it, so even before the trade. So I think even if the goals don't come, the shots certainly should. Um, so I do like Taylor Hall just sort of from a player perspective and also, of course, the great narrative there because uh, nothing makes, you know, Sabres fans more sad right now than mentions of Taylor Hall. So um, and then what could have been. So I don't know. Um, DJ, you did mention Sam Reinhart having an incredible, incredible Sunday. Uh, two goals there. Does he keep that going? Uh, maybe. Plus, plus 375 for their yeah. best goal scorer, maybe? Yeah, score? that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, what I was going to quickly touch on is that in the past two games, shot attempts against Buffalo, both against Pittsburgh, uh, against Dustin Tokarski, 41 and 36. So um, you could definitely give Vince Man a lot of shot prop overs. Like, I still think they're going to give up more than 30 shots for sure. So any of these Boston shot prop overs that you like, just, just quickly put that out there again. Um, but yeah, no, on the Sabres, I mean, you have to get down to Victor Olofsson at plus 255 before you find even a single Sabre. I think Reinhardt's a little bit more likely to score. I, I don't personally want to bet on him um, here. I just, I don't really think that's, it's good enough to, you know, how many games is Reinhardt going to score in? Um, I, I don't think it's the best line in the world. It's fine. I, I still like the Tage Thompson one a bit more. Him and Bills have been absolutely on fire and he's plus 460. Like, I think that he's decently you know, minorly less likely than Reinhardt to score. It's not even crazy to me. I guess the power play usage, you could talk into it, but eh. Um, Other than that, I don't think there's a ton of meat on the bone here as far as betting is concerned. Uh, The odds are going to, they're super in favor of all the Boston guys getting points and, you know, all that stuff. And Buffalo guys are way less uh, likely. So if you get one Buffalo guy that you really, really like, I I think it's worth looking into, but I'm not going to prioritize it by any means. Um. I like the shot props here for guys on Boston, and that's probably going to be where I'm going to grab from this game. Yeah, um, the, the 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 last thing I just wanted to mention was we really saw the uh, absolute ceiling from Rasmus Dahlin on Sunday. Yep. Um, just an, an incredible game. I think he had two assists and eight shots on goal. Um, you know, I guess that's also another guy, if you're, especially in a single season, you know, fantasy league, I I bet some people cut bait on Rasmus Dahlin because he just did nothing and really hurt you plus minus wise. Um, but the way he's played for the last few weeks, I think he's definitely a guy who you should consider, you know, any sort of format. Uh, his shot prop seems very tasty. It'll be right around to even money. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think that's a real good bet um, just because he looks great. Casey Middlestat looks great. And that's really sort of the reason that the Sabres have looked so good it's that their young guys are actually coming through so um that that's enough there though i do think you know i like your thoughts on the overs just on shot props in general because of how many shot attempts the savers should give up um so we can move on to the seven o'clock games uh we will get things started with new jersey at pittsburgh 
Uh, Pittsburgh at home minus one or minus two sixty five favorites, so monster favorites there. Plus two fifteen on the Devils side. Um, we did see the Devils blow four straight games at home against the Rangers um, in pretty entertaining fashion. I think there was one dud of a shutout there, um, but otherwise those games are pretty up tempo. Oh, there's two. Um, were there two? Okay, but. You know, yeah. th- otherwise, uh, the game on Sunday was actually you know, a really fun game to watch. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't feel like New Jersey is chippy enough to really make me you know, feel like betting 215 is a good number. Um, but how do you feel about this Pittsburgh side? Do you think they take care of business here on their march for yeah. the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I, I like the Pittsburgh side a lot. I mean, yeah, um, to circuit at the back-to-back shutouts against – Oh yeah, but both against the Devils, it was like uh, the road at home, back to back. And in one of those games, the Devils only had sixteen shots. <laughs> on that. So, yeah, like I, I guess that's kind of my hesitation on like jamming the over here because I really like the Penguins to find some goals. Um, I think there's a pretty big disparity in goaltending between um, Jari and DeSmith. Uh, so you know, DeSmith is actually like as of late before that Sabres loss, he's looked decently comparable. Um, Jari, I think a decent bit better, but like, if you look at like the metrics, actually they've been somewhat even, um, maybe I could talk myself into the over though. I I think Jari's a bit better of a goalie in general, but I'm kind of thinking the devils don't really have enough left in the tank to make me strong on it. As I think that like the data is going to say like this over seems pretty sharp. Um, I'm probably not touching the money line either. I think the penguins are, you know, a good favorite here, but taking a minus 265 is just, uh, it's, it's weak sauce. Not for me. I'd rather get in on some props and stuff and just try to have fun with this game. Um, we have seen a, a bit back to form with Brian Rust as of late, but not enough for me to bet on this try on goal prop. I love Gensel here. Uh, I'm going to be really high on it in any capacity. His to score prop is sadly just plus 102. Um, probably not going to do that. I'd rather just get a shot on goal prop and maybe a multi-point game. Um, so if you can get him at two points or something like that, I think that's a lot of fun because I think Pittsburgh one is really, really strong. One of my favorite stacks of the night for sure. Latang has also been actually like really, really good, maybe under the radar. Good. I know Matt, you were, you know, singing his Norris praises. If you could somehow find him at two shots on goal and at decent odds, that is, I think also just a really good way of doing it. Yeah. Um, he's, he's had multiple shots in eight straight games. Now Crystal Tang has, um, yeah. I, I don't think I'm as in on Rust and Gensel as, as I am on Sid and Latang. And, yeah. you know, obviously Gensel does have that trigger man uh, vibe going right now. So maybe that's a mistake on my part. Um, you know, last time these two teams played, Gensel had a freaking hat trick. Um, yep. So, you know, it's not crazy to say Gensel's a great play here. I do think that Cindy Crosby is slightly more likely to make my lineups personally. Um, and I do think if I'm looking to pair him, obviously Latang and Rust make a lot of sense. Or uh, Gensel and Jesus, Gensel and Rust make a lot of sense. But Latang is honestly one of my favorite uh, defensemen on this whole slate. So um, that's where I think I'm looking, you know, uh, shot prop wise. It's Sidney Crosby. On the Devils side, though, I mean, Jack Hughes, DJ, you called this like a month ago and then he sort of stopped for a while. But now he's back. Like Jack Hughes is back, just firing from absolutely everywhere. Um, five shots, six, six shots on goal his last two games. Like, I mean, what are you seeing from him? Do you think he's a guy that you're looking to get in some overs on this slate in particular? Yeah, I think I'd only touch the shot on goal prop for him just 
because of like, and I, I know I say um, Sharon Govich's name right every time, but you know, him playing with Sharon Govich and um, cocaine, um, they're just not putting, say it. Cocaine man. Like as long as you get the U in there, don't just call him cocaine man. I think we're okay. I didn't call him that. All right, yeah, but you're, you're putting some real bad talent around him, which is what really hurts his upside as like a point producer and or a goal scorer. So I'd rather just get his shot on goal prop because he is shooting from everywhere, and I think he's going to continue that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm not that interested in the Devils. I'm not touching like anything besides that shot on goal prop for the Devils. Everything else is really fragile and right. very likely to just stay out of my betting in general. Let's, um, let's go from there over to this Rangers-Islanders game because – we're seeing um, we're seeing a ton of respect come in for this Rangers side as of late, um, and you know, frankly, they've they've earned it. Um, you know, it's not crazy to say when you put up the results they have um, that, that they've earned it. Um, but on the road, plus one hundred eight going against this Islanders team that you know they they shut out the Flyers for sixty minutes. And I know that's not that impressive, but the Islanders, you know, they're they're one of the best teams in their division, of course. And the Rangers are priced right up there alongside them. Um, so I don't know if you had any just thoughts on that Rick, right off the top or um, or what, but uh, what are your thoughts on this game? I, I really want to say the Islanders because I think that's like what is more than likely the result, but the Rangers have been really freaking good. Um, I, I still think the Islanders are more than likely at home going to get the W here. Uh, they'll find a way to hopefully slow down these top two lines of the Rangers and get the win. Um, Shesterkin, though, he has just been on another level. I think he won the NHL like first start of the week. It's going to be, it's going to be, I, I really more than likely, I'm just not going to bet this game because I do think it's going to be like a two to one, you know, one bounce of the puck's going to get it done. Um, and you know, on the other side for the Islanders, uh, Sorokin just had the 30 safe shutout. Uh, you know, I, I just, it's such a strong goalie matchup, and the goalies have been playing so good as of late that it is just uh, an under bet for me for sure. Like, that's where I'd start with this. And then I like very slightly like the Islanders to get the lucky bounce to get the win here. Um, but more than that, I think you could kind of just talk me into getting a little bit of, of Panarin action going. Um, you know, plus 195, the score isn't the best or the worst, but he is just been so incredibly good and just doesn't seem to quite get the respect that I think he deserves in, in that respect, uh, 52 points in 34 games. And they're just not really pricing in the consideration here, I guess, because of the Islanders. Yeah. I mean, so one uh, macro level note that I just wanted to, to call out like an awesome website, especially if you guys are listening to this while you're at work or whatever, obviously don't do this while you're driving. Um, but in predictable.com basically is uh, it's a site that, it does many things, but one thing it does is it tracks betting lines and basically makes power rankings of the NHL based on those betting lines. So, it, you know, it's able to say against the average team, uh, this team, you know, is better or worse than them right now, based on the betting lines that are being posted, the Rangers are the third best team in the East division, one spot better than the Islanders and two spots better than Washington. Um, now you can, you know, argue with that, but that's the sharpest money in the world. there. going into these books, you know, the bookmakers, like this isn't just some random schlub, you know, putting out his power rankings. Like this is people putting their hard earned money at work. And they're flat out saying that over the past week, you know, the Rangers have risen from fifth where they sort of floated in round fourth all the way up to third now. 
Um, so this price, you know, this price is definitely reflective of that, of course. Um, but I'm okay taking a stab at plus 108 here on the Rangers. Um, you look at some of the underlying numbers in the in the matchups uh, prior to this between these two teams, and the Rangers have dominated territorially, um, mostly through strong defense. Now, of course, you know that has to result in strong goaltending, but they've been getting that. I, I don't really trust the Islanders with Barry Trotz out here saying like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to play Leo Komarov as much as I want because this isn't fantasy hockey. And it's like, okay, sure, that works against the Flyers when they can't score a goal to save their lives. But against Artemi Panarin playing at the peak of his powers, like, I think you're going to need some goals there, buddy. And I just don't trust this Islanders team to make it happen. So give me the Rangers plus one weight here um, to, you know, pull off the slight upset. All right. I think that's fair. Um, is there any other news or notes you want to get to before we get over to the Carolina Tampa game? Um, nothing immediately jumps to mind. I mean, we are, we, we mentioned Leo Komarov, um, also Travis Ajak has been on the top line really for whatever too. reason. Um, so, you know, that's, I guess, relevant for DFS purposes, but frankly, I'm not that interested in chasing any of these because, you know, Barry Trotz is going to do his thing where he just plays whoever he wants, whenever he wants. And people are going to still claim he's the best coach in the league or whatever because you know his goalies make a ton of saves and his system just shuts down the game to a crawl like I don't care how good your system is if it makes me want to throw up watching you I I just I, I'm not a big fan so um yeah. all right we, we can move on though if you uh, if you had nothing else no not really I, I I don't think it's a stay away game for me like I mentioned like I like the under here but I just don't think there's one individual player prop that I'm overly bullish on compared to the rest um so I'm okay with moving over to Carolina at Tampa, um, a game that I really like DFS-wise. I think you also share that sentiment of getting pieces from this in, in many capacities. A couple of news and notes we should definitely get to. Um, but, you know, I think that we should probably just get right away started with who do we like in this you know, playoff atmosphere type of game. Um, Tampa, just a very slight favorite at home um, against Carolina. A rematch from Monday night when, like, I have to look at my phone. Who ended up winning the game? I can't even think of it. Uh, Tampa won in overtime, Yanni Gord. Tampa won in overtime. Yep, Yanni Gord. Okay, I was going to say, I feel like we like just started recording when I came was going to overtime, and I'm like trying to remember. Um, so, yeah, so what are your thoughts, initial thoughts here on this game? I mean, my initial thoughts is over five and a half. I really like it. Um, yep, you know, yep. we're not going to get Vasilevsky in goal to battle out Tampa, I think. I mean, God, yeah, if they run, know. you know, if they run out McElhinney, tw- there's no way they can do that, right? Um or if they run out oh. Vasilevsky twice, there's no way they can do that. So I think they do have the start McElhaney here. Um, we don't see quite the drop off from, you know, uh, Carolina's goalies. They've all played pretty well this year. So I really like Carolina, um, yeah. but I think I like the over more than I like the Carolina side. You know, I'll probably end up having some action on both, um, but I would prefer the, the, the over just on in general, because, these teams play with a ton of pace and yeah, Vasilevsky's just been incredible. And that's really the reason that Tampa has been, you know, um, winning so much. They've been getting shelled basically and giving up a lot of shots. I just don't think McElhaney will, you know, be there to save them. And so I think you, that this, you know what McElhaney's save percentage is? Oh God. Is it like eight ninety five? Maybe lower, lower. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Is it, it's, it's not Carter Hart that is it? It, it is. Oh, God. 862. Oh, my. Oh, 
it's really freaking bad, man. Like they are, they are so like he's three, five and one on Tampa. Like that's his record. Like his <laughs> yeah, record that's, is three, that's five tough to and do. one. What so is Tukarski's record? <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it's somewhat close to that. I don't look it up really right. quick, but that's because I mean, he had the disadvantage of playing when the Sabres were like not even trying. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin Tukarski's record is two, five and two. So just a, just a hair above yeah. a guy that hadn't had like a win in four years or something ridiculous. Like <laughs> his, yeah, his, wow. his, yeesh. we gotta, yeah. we gotta figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Duskin Tukarski hadn't had a, a win since like 20, the 2015, 2016 season in the NHL before getting the win for Buffalo and his state percentage <laughs> anyway. is substantially better. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the player props in this game, I think, are exactly what you would expect for the most part. Andrei Sachikov, um, you know, contrary to popular belief, we've actually managed to go a week with Andrei Sachikov not completely burning us in this regard. Yep. He's hit three shots, I think, in each of his last four games now. Um, he's scoring goals. You know, he's, he's back to doing the goal thing that Sachikov does. And, yeah, I mean, we've already given the argument on the Tampa side of why they're going to allow goals. So let Andre Sechikov be the guy who scores those goals. I think that's a, you know, I think he's my favorite player in general. Um, you know, plus 240 to score. Like he's the main guy here. And he's, you know, he's below Nino Niederreiter. Like I love Nino. Like, don't get me wrong, but that is just that that's just not right. Um, playing with Ahu at five on five. Like Sachikov is just, I think, in a smash spot here. One guy on the Tampa side, too, you know, just keep in mind. Um, Alex Barry Boulet. Uh, he's sort of billed as a Carter Verhage type player. Um, also a similar, you know, Ver- Verhage was compared to Jonathan March or so. So a very similar type mold, you know, a, a guy who dominated the AHL in terms of, you know, just putting up real strong shot numbers, not elite, but good enough. And Barry Belay has come into the NHL uh, now playing on the top line with Palat and Point and on the top power play. So he's got Victor Hedman feeding him. Um, so I really like him. It's mostly a DFS thing though, because he's not really done a ton with the opportunity to this point. Um, and you know, DFS are getting him at a bargain price. I think the, the betting lines aren't quite there for him, but just, I think a guy who is in a smash spot DFS wise. So anything else from this game that you wanted to cover? No, just the over pretty, pretty heavy. And then we can move on to another rematch from Monday night, Columbus at Florida. Uh, Florida getting the win, Vitrano smashing on the DFS streets. Um, we're going to potentially, it sounds like, get the first ever NHL start for Spencer Knight, the top goalie prospect, I would say almost indefinitely um, coming into the league. So that should be fun and interesting. Can I say the best goalie prospects in Carter Hart? <laughs> is, is, oh. is, that, is that fair to say on this show? No. Or, uh, does that give me boot off stage? Okay. Uh, don't disrespect my boy. You don't go, you don't go beat Canada in the world juniors, Matt, and then get that kind of disrespect on my, on my podcast. I will not, I will not besmirch the great right. name of the world junior winning goalie and Spencer Knight. I rescind so, my previous statement. Thank you. So the, I think the first note uh, is, is Gusev. Like that's the guy I want to talk about here. Um, and, and who else is he going to play uh, with at five on five and power play one, Matt? Uh, I mean, it's guy named, freaking. Uh, freaking Barkov like yeah you know he's he's real good he's real good guys um don't know if you you know don't know if you guys knew that but uh Barkov is just elite (laughs) um Mm -hmm. playing incredible hockey right now so yeah Barkov is the guy that I want great exposure to Gusev is just I mean 
you can't draw up a better spot for a guy to land and he's landed there. He's not done a ton with it. I think he has one assist in his uh, stint with the Panthers. Um, but he's got what three shots in each of his games so far. Like he's going to break out, I think sooner rather than later. And don't be the, you know, don't be the one who looks at the game log to say like, Oh, well, he's not scoring. So I don't want a piece. Like, I just, I don't think that's what you do. I think you keep going until the role changes because it's been a while since we've had reliable, you know, forwards on the Florida side. Like, of course, you know, Barkov was playing with Duclair for a while, Andrew Hagee, and that sort of shuffled around. And then it was Marchment, and then that shuffled around, and then Duclair came back. And what do you know? Now it's Gusev uh, coming in, and it seems like he's going to stick. So um, I really like that, and I, I love that angle and just yeah. getting as much Gusev as possible. And on top of everything, it looks like Corpusal will be in net. I'm, I'm nearly positive he's been pulled in two of his last three games. <laughs> um, I know he was pulled against Tampa, and then he had 16 saves and 12, 12, 12 saves and 16 shots against Dallas. So I assume he got pulled there as well. Um, so two of his last three starts – I have to double check the Dallas one. I, I mean, there's almost I no way. Do, yeah, I started him that oh. night. Okay, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. He was my DFS goalie. Yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah, remember I was, that. I'm like, I'm nearly positive, but I must have they. But anyways, though, so two of his other three stars he's been pulled in. So if you like Florida, um, they started versus Lincoln's on, on Monday. So I can't imagine, like you said, with um, McElhinney going in for Tampa, kind of a similar situation. Yeah. Maybe one of them finds the net, but I kind of doubt it. Um, so I definitely like Florida here. I like getting pieces of Barkov. His five-on-five five linemates, as we already mentioned, was Gusev and, and it was Marchment, back to Marchment there. Um, so unless it for Hagee somehow gets in, which it sounds like he definitely won't, um, we should yeah. uh, um, see so a situation. So on the Columbus side, I mean, we don't have clarity on the situation just yet, but on Monday, Max Domi was a healthy scratch. Um, you know, that's – Kind of funny if you if you follow the saga of Max Domi, he takes two uh, just I mean ridiculous misconduct yeah. penalties, and t- today he he sat because of it. And when he's not playing, you know that just concentrates thing around guys like uh, Jack Roslovich at center and Texier, and they also kind of optimize their power play. So like yeah, it's a tough matchup, but you see their first power play rolling out Roslovich. Line A, Atkinson, Bjorkstrand, and Seth Jones. And you're like, hey, those are the five best guys to do, you know, to do those jobs. And I think that there's an argument that the over here is very much in play. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You Almost know, the night just make it in play. Like they take like, it in play for you. Yeah. Like I want, I want to, you know, I want to be first on the Spencer Knight train, whatever else. But like, you know, it, it's, it's a goalie. Like anything can happen. And just, I don't know. I, I like this Columbus team offensively like now that they're sort of using their guys in less confusing ways um and we'll see if that changes because torts but uh, right now they're seeing a ton of minutes and i think that they could break out here so um all right anything else there uh, I, I guess as far as like a real long shot one like michael delsado has been playing a million minutes he's plus a thousand to score like I'm not sure if I'm gonna you know bet the bet a second mortgage on it or something, um, but you get a guy playing this many minutes that on has the some pedigree. second power play, yeah, second power play has some decent pedigree for shooting. I mean, if you look through his game logs, you'll see some five shot on goal games. Um, I see no reason to not consider the idea of let's say I'm like you know what if I lay ten dollars down on this, he has four goals on the year, he gets that fifth, just gets that fifth against <laughs> Spencer Knight. 
Yeah, who, the, who has not t- taken an NHL shot in a game ever? Like he's um, Delzato stepped right into the Zach Wierenski role, and that's what yeah. he's playing right now. Um, yep. Obviously, he's not quite the player Wierenski is, but yeah, I you know Prove he's it. playing power play time. Like you know, it's it's certainly fine. I I don't think that's the craziest thing you've ever done. Um, so, all right, let's, for, yep. yeah, let's go from there into Detroit at Dallas, another rematch of uh, Monday night matchup, uh, Dallas won this one in a shootout. Um, so, you know, sort of, you know, <laughs> Dallas finally getting it done an extra time, I guess is a positive development for them. Uh, minus 220 here. It seems like we'll have, uh, Anger versus, uh, uh, Bernier in that. So, maybe a slight advantage to Detroit there. Um, but I don't know. I, I sort of like the argument that Detroit is playing some decent hockey right now, sort of like the Sabres, honestly. Um, though on the road, I don't know if I want to lay, you know, plus 185 on them. So any any way that you could be convinced to bet on the Detroit side here? And how do you feel about the under? This game feels like a solid under to me, even, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't know. I just... It's the under. It's okay. it's just the under. Like that, yeah, definitely. I don't know why you'd want to like. I've, I've said it before. I'm not putting my money on Detroit. Just won't do it. So uh, under is minus one thirty two. Just take that. That's fine. It, it's I, especially at Bergay. Like Bergay has played himself into like he's definitely going to get a contract with a good team next year type of uh, situation. So good good on him. Uh, I think he could continue it. Um, if only there were a team with a high-profile goalie leaving next year, maybe up in uh, up in Toronto. I don't know. That could be fun. Jonathan Bernie to Toronto, bring, right? Bring him back. Bring him <laughs> nothing, back. Nothing bad's ever happened there, right? Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, so yeah, under for sure here. And then I definitely – don't mind getting any of this uh, Rube hints. Uh, if he's in, you know what? I'm just going to take him to score. Like he's too good for 230. That just doesn't add up to me. Um, like what, what? He scored, right? Did he? Score? Yeah. Yeah, he did on the power yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 35 points in 31 games. I guess you know it might be fun to do like 20 bucks on hints and then 20 bucks on like Robertson, who I guess is maybe marginally more likely to score. But I think one of <clears throat> one of these guys definitely puts one home. Uh, it's, it's just not priced correctly. Uh, the other, I guess, news is that Vrana is sick and did not play. And it's, I would say very unlikely that he plays on Tuesday night. Um, Fabry is out. Detroit is really missing some guys. So is there anyone that like in DFS wise that you're even considering, like maybe an Avengers Sveshnikov or someone, I, I don't know if there's anyone that you were there's so much value that it might not be worth it, but I just thought yeah, that least... the, that's the thing. There's so much value on this slate in general that I just I don't think it's necessary. Um, because yeah. even a guy like Philip Zadina has been priced up now, like he's been shooting a ton riding shock of a Flarkin, but you know, he's not a he's not worth his salary on this slate when there's just so many options that are basically dead minimum. Um, if you need a complete flyer though, the one guy that is still relatively cheap seeing a nice role is Sam Gagne. Um, but I don't think this is the slate to deploy a guy like him. Um, you know, maybe the turbo slates or whatever, if you want to do those have at it, but, um, I think this would be a late slate, I guess, eight thirty, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Um, maybe you could see an argument there. Um, but let's segue on to, we've already mentioned him earlier today, but, uh, we do have a, you know, game with Toronto and Vancouver that has a ton of value yeah. uh, projected so it's actually a lot to get to as well because obviously we know vancouver situation um 
it seems like everyone who played minus Alex Edler, uh, who was suspended, yep. will be available on Tuesday. I don't believe we've heard anything on you know a guy like Nate Schmidt. Um, nothing on Elias uh, Pedersen, who you know is, is out long term now. We don't really know when he'll be back. Um, so the Vancouver side, you know, we have some value. We also have Toronto value because William Nylander, um, after basically putting on some of the you know best run of hockey he's had in a while. Uh, decided to sleep in. I'm guessing he missed his alarm, missed the team meeting. He's going to be scratched on Tuesday. So, you know, uh, Mm. consequences there for not showing up. Um, In addition to him, though, Zach Hyman took that knee-to-knee hit, which got Edler suspended. He's out for at least a couple weeks. Uh, Honestly, dodged a bullet there. The hit looked gruesome. Yeah. Um, And also, Ilya Mikheyev is likely out in this one as well. So just, I mean, where do we even start? Like, there's just so much value here. Um, how does it make you feel though about this Toronto minus three Oh five, uh, considering they just blew a game, you know, just blew this exact same game on Sunday night, um, Vancouver plus two fifty, like over under six, like, I mean, what are your thoughts on the game in general and where are some of the specific spots we can, you know, look to benefit <clears throat> from a player prop and DFS standpoint? Yeah. I mean, I think Toronto, obviously the heavy favorite here. I, I like them in this matchup to win. I'm not betting minus three Oh five. I like the over, for multiple reasons. I think the biggest one that I know you mentioned on the morning skate pod is that, you know, losing the and Hyman, obviously those are guys that are, have some offensive upside, but their defensive metrics are also really, really good. So Vancouver, I think is a bit of a boost, obviously by two decent to good NHL players coming out, but those guys do actually fit a pretty good defensive role. Um, so I think that this game has a huge upside potential for the over and, and daily fantasy. I'm going to have a ton of, action on you know, Nick Robertson, um, a guy that averaged over five and a half shots on goal in the OHL. You know, he, I think he has a really good profile to be um, a, a rate shooter that we're not going to see at prices like this again once he finds his role. He played with Tavares last game and Hyman. Um, obviously, that won't stick because Hyman isn't going <laughs> to be there. Um, so I, you know, we'll see exactly what happens. I kind of doubt they break up the Golchenyak. Marner uh, Matthews line, but I also doubt that they break up Tavares and Robertson. So I guess the, uh, the other big note is who's going to take that William Nylander first power play spot. Um, hopefully we find out in morning skate, you know, maybe they'll actually run a practice because they're, you know, kind of got to figure out what they're going to do there. We'll figure out who it is. And that, that guy's going to just instantly be in play, whether it be a guy like Thornton or Simmons, or if it is a guy like Nick Robertson, that he could be even more of a smash play. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping to get us to score odds a little bit better, but plus 260 is, eh, like, I don't know if it's worth it. Like, Besser's right there at 230, going to get way more minutes. And then the guy that we talked about at the beginning, Jimmy VC at plus 420 on 420. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that that is also worth the bet because you're talking about a guy first power play, first line with a, I'd say, a decently elite playmaker in JT Miller. So, Covered a lot there, Matt. Is there anything you wanted to get to? Uh, I mean, I will just second your thoughts on a guy like Nick Robertson. That doesn't really need much more explaining. Um, I think the Jimmy VC one's real interesting because while I'm not a huge JT Miller guy, um, I am a, you know, I do have a lot of time for Brock Besser, especially against the Leafs. Um, he had six shot attempts the first game back, led the team in shot uh, shots, I guess, shot attempts. Um, had three shots on goal. Like, I think I will find his shot prop and I 
imagine it'll be, you know, uh, we don't have it quite yet, but uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of minus, you know, 140 ish. And I am very happy to take the over there. I think that he, you know, looked incredibly engaged. I think, you know, uh, Jimmy VC and DFS is a great guy to stack along with it. And, you know, the, the narrative, the 420 on 420, like, why not, yeah. uh, you know, why not light it up here? And, uh, oh boy, you know, get, get, get some, get some good odds there. Yep. Thank you for making the joke, Matt. We needed to hear it. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about in this game or are you ready for the last game of the night? The, the big one, the playoff implications are just sky high in the Anaheim LA match. Are you ready to get to it though? Oh boy. Um, yeah. I mean, let, let's do it. So Anaheim plus 120 on the road, LA minus 139 favorites. I'm decidedly on team LA here. I, yeah. I am. I'm a big fan of Kopitar on the slate. Even it's, it's a little thin just given the pricing and whatever else, which is why I think you can, you know, make it work in tournaments. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm in on LA here. I kind of lean toward the over, which is strange in an Anaheim LA game to be like, Oh yeah, there'll be a lot of offense. Um, but both teams have been perfectly okay. Um, offensively lately. So, you know, they just, got to finish their chances. And we certainly know that despite John Gibson Anaheim can give up goals and bushels. So um, I think that this game goes over and I like the LA side. All right. Well, obviously you're not tracking this Anthony Stellar as just dominance. Um, so you're, you're missing out on missing out on 943 Anthony Stellar as save percentage. I mean, you're really just going to bet against that right now. Where do you, where do you get the as like, it's like a Stellar's. Hispanic Stellar's. Anthony Stolars. Like you said like Stolares. It's like what? Yeah. Like he, Gutierrez. He, he moved out to California and he adopted <laughs> a little bit of the Mexican okay. flair. I mean, just let me I have see. this one. Okay. I, I, sure. Actually, as soon as you said Stolares, I was like, oh my God, that is totally how you say it. Like, wow, great job. Um, yeah, yeah no, but anyway. I mean that that's the only reason that like you get a hot goalie, like the, the, the wheels are eventually gonna come off. Um I don't think you need to fit it in. And the reason why I say more than just the goalie being hot, and I know it's, you know, it, 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 he's never going to keep a 943 save percentage um, over the course of a longer period of time. But I mean, like how many players in this game are legitimate high end quality offensive threats? Like you got, you got like four and I'm just not willing to sit here and pretend that either of these teams have enough offensive upside to, score more than two or three a game on average. So if we get even like good to average goaltending from both teams, which I think is decently likely, like Calvin P- P- Peterson has been like really good too. Like, even though it's, you know, he's seven and 11, like, um, yeah, I, I guess the moral of all of this is like, I'm not willing to bet on the over under, even though I think that it's fair just because of how bad this offensive upside is for both teams with average to decent goaltending. So I'm not going to bet it. I would bet the Kings um, to win and I would look to maybe get some sort of prop, but honestly, this game is pretty much a dud for me overall. Um, I don't know if there's anything that I'm super interested in. I like Raquel's shot prop. Okay. I always kind of do, but other than that, you know, I remember when we were great Kopitar at 1.5 shots on goal and like, that was fun. He, he was, I'm pretty he sure was... you, you like made fun of me because of that, but Probably. I don't know. Oh. I, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit when I was wrong. Um, yeah. So, 
but that that's LA. Like they have no one. So like Kopitar's like, I guess I gotta shoot the puck. Yeah. Um, you know, if you made me pick one of these player props, I think Ayafalo is my favorite guy. You might mm-hmm. be able to find a shot prop on him, but he's actually been the uh the, the highest rate shooter lately for the Kings. Um Dustin Brown's fallen off just a touch. So the difference plus 175 for Brown versus plus 275 for Ayafalo. Um, yeah. I think that that makes it a very good value in Ayafalo's favor. Um, so that's like my favorite player prop here, but honestly, I think that's about it from this game. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. so let's talk about a couple of our favorite bets before we do a quick, uh, recap of the DFS situation on the ground here. Yeah. I mean, I like two overs a lot, uh, Columbus, Florida one and the Toronto Vancouver one. I think those two overs are two of my favorites. Um, there's some good props in there too, as we mentioned, but you know, the overs seem pretty easy here. Sorry. What, what was your first one? The Columbus, Florida. Columbus, Florida. Okay. I because I thought you were gonna go with Carolina, Tampa, and then you didn't say it. And I was like, wait, what? Um, so I, I will go. I, I so I will take um I, I don't know. I, I almost want to take the 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 Carolina side more than I want to take the over under just because do whatever, do whatever you I want. Have that little, I mean, that is true. I, but I have we, they gave you a platform to take what you wanted, and you're just like, I want to do it, but well, can I mean, I? here's the th- here's the thing. I'm just <laughs> taking all of it. Like, you know, when when you're yeah. betting, you don't have to just pick one, but when you're doing, you know, a parlay or whatever, you do. So um in my parlay, give me the Carolina side here, plus one hundred. Um yeah, just McElhaney's garbage. I think Carolina is playing better hockey than Tampa at this moment in time. Um, so I like them to take home the win here. Um, and then for a second one. Let's go for a bit of a long shot. Buffalo keeps it rolling. Plus 235. Dustin freaking Tokarski, Samson Reinhardt. What more does a hockey team need, man? Like what more? What more does a team need in 2021 than Dustin Tokarski backstopping on the victory, showing Taylor Hall where his home should have been? Wow. Just amazing work by you there. Yeah, I mean, you're I think you're just right. I mean, that's that's why I'm mad about it because I didn't think of it first, but yeah, not gonna touch that game very much. It's just nope. Um Dakarski, what what a guy. Uh Sabres, what a team. Anyways, I think you know, as far as player props, any of these Toronto guys, as far as like Marner, Matthews, um, even Tavares, they're they should see an influx of minutes with other guys out and just more opportunity, I think, um, to you know have smash mm. nights and shoot the puck more. So, you know, kind of, you know, injuries are terrible. You never really want to see it, but you can use it to your advantage here um, in some capacity. So I think that's kind of using those. And then um, in DFS, just, well, let's we'll get to DFS. I, I think we've covered enough of our favorite bets there. Um, DFS wise, you know, a, a favorite stack. I'll just say it then, you know, I already hinted at it. You know, Matthews, Tavares and Robertson, I think, or maybe even throwing Marner in as well, all four of them. I'm probably going to have it. Um, if Robertson is on the first power play, I still think I'll have it. If we get news like Alchenyuk's on it, then that's going to definitely boost him a lot for me. And that I'll probably put him in that four man stack as well. But I think Toronto could roll here, get like seven goals. Um, Vancouver gets the really cool hallmark moment win. It was awesome to see, but I can't imagine they come out and, and could get it done. If Tyler Murray has to play 30 minutes again, then oof. So <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like that a lot. The, the three, four man Toronto stack. I'm going to definitely have. All right. Um, so I will, um, let's see, I will go a little bit off the board. You know, you like the over in Columbus, Florida, of course, the Florida side's real nice, but give me, give me Columbus stack of, 
you know, just top line right now is Roslovich, Atkinson, Bjorkstrand. Sure. Why not fire it up? I, they're all, you know, real affordable, um, ton of upside between those three. So I think that they are going to be sort of the, you know, if I'm making 10 lineups, I get 20% of them and I'm way over the field and I do feel pretty good about what I can build along with the, with that stack uh, as well. So I think my, you know, I, I gave you a really, really, really expensive stack. Um, I think if we're going kind of the other way, um, you know, one narrative or maybe not narrative exactly, but just like a way of looking at a game is to look at that Pittsburgh game and think, you know, I really want Pittsburgh. Um, but maybe if they get up early and it's like line two, that starts the fire, if you will, it could end up being where like the line two gets a, a little bit of a boost in minutes. So, you know, fire me up a Carter Matheson Zucker. Zucker. Like it. Why did I say? Yeah. Zucker, right? I, I feel like, I feel like even announcers go back and forth on yeah, Zucker right? and like, Zucker. Now I'm not, I'm like really in my head about that one. Yeah. I think I'm in my head on everything because I just assume I'm going <laughs> to get it wrong. But you know, if yeah. you take both of the stacks I just said, if you did like Matthews, Tavares, Marner, um, and then Zucker, Carter, Matheson, uh, actually you'll throw in Robinson, like you can make that fit. Like that'll yeah. fit for sure. Um, so. Yeah, so I will sort of uh, wrap things up by just finishing off the Toronto-Vancouver game stack. Um, you know, the, the Vancouver side, I just really think Brock Besser is in a great spot. And whenever you can get a minimum salary power play one guy like Jimmy Vesey, who has shown some offensive chops in his career, uh, I'm certainly going to roll with it. So give me those two. You can stack stack them with either JT Miller and or, you know, and Quinn Hughes, honestly, but one of those two, I think, just makes for a perfect, you know, correlation type plays um, and getting around the two favorite pieces of this Vancouver side. So, um, yeah, you know, for more DFS, make sure you check out the Morning Skate podcast. We go pretty in depth on each position, talking through some of the decision points and whatever else. Um, so definitely do recommend if you haven't listened yet. Uh, you can find that on Twitter at Pod. in addition to our personal feeds here. So, DJ, anything else before we uh, before we get out of here? Uh, you know, last time out, I said I would cry if no one sent me a prize picks, and no one did. So we're going to run it back. I, I, I'm going to hold my tears in for only one more night. This is the last time, though. I will produce tears this time if I do not see one person tweet prize picks. At it. And I feel like – and the thing that bothered me is I saw someone that tweeted – that they won a, like a, 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 an NHL one yeah. and I retweeted it, but they didn't add us. And I'm pretty sure they're a listener. I, I couldn't quote myself on that, but I just, I just want to tell you, you know, you almost made me cry if, if that was you. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. I don't want to cry. <laughs> it's Tuesday. And I mean, I don't yeah, want to cry. it's not like Taylor Hall's going to score a hat trick against the Sabres oh. or anything to make you cry. So don't say know. it out loud. All right. It's going to happen. That'll do it. We're just going off the rails. So best of <laughs> luck on Tuesday, everybody. Um, big thanks to Prize Picks for sponsoring the show as always. Head on over there. Use promo code MMN when you sign up. And best of luck. See you.